When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. What up? Um, this is guy. I hope you guys stayed up through the fourth quarter. Um, because that <laughs> this was, was this fourth quarter was much better than the other fourth quarter. Yeah, from a couple of games ago. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a fun. They got the quarter. message. The bench got the message. Yeah, that little like circle. You shoot that orange yellow ball through that orange ball rubber ball through it. Yeah. You just yeah. I mean, they kept they 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 didn't have the walk of shame back to the bench in in, uh, the Washington game, but it was close. It was close. Um but and so tonight they extended the lead. I think it went from 37 to what the final, which is 51, 51 friggin' points, Jimmy. We just can we just admire the score? 155 to 104. This is reminiscent. This reminds me, and they, they, they're winning in different ways because they're scoring more than the 0708 team. But that 0708 team beat the shit out of opponents. They didn't give it, they didn't care. They didn't score like they, they, they no, have they didn't score points like a game. <laughs> I prefaced that. Yeah. I, right, right. But they still beat the hell out of the opponent. Like they, yeah. they, and this Celtics team has now done that over the last two games. Like these are, these are, th- these are two quarter games. They're over at halftime. Yeah. Two and a half quarters. Like Al Horford barely even needed to show up tonight. Like when he was like, he didn't, he didn't need to show up. Yeah. So. Hey, what do you, what do you, what do you hey. say about a game like this? I mean, other than you ever, you ever watch doing, the show doing all those things. You ever watch the show party down of the caterers on Showtime with Adam Scott? No, I haven't. Are we having fun yet? Talking about that's his catchphrase. <laughs> um, it's, is that a new show or a... no? It, it's funny. It was an older show that was funny as hell. Did nobody watched it, um, and it got canceled, but people loved it. Uh, picked up steam like after the fact, and then they rebooted it like twelve years later. It was it was it was outstanding. You guys, you should watch it. It's a very funny, incredible cast. Anyway, it's fun. What did we have? We had worry. Look, where are we? All? We're four games into the season, and what are we talking about, Jimmy? Like, is the bench okay? Some stupid TV show. Are the bench? Is the is the bench? We're going to talk about candy soon, too. We are. Um, We're going to re- regroup around. Yeah. Is the the bench isn't good? The the ninth guy. Yeah. <laughs> who's their Who's their backup backup big going to be? Yeah, the ninth guy's not that good. Yeah, the clown time is coming. By the way. <laughs> um. No, hey, 
I got the Tangway costume on. Somebody that's said, "Oh God!" <laughs> with the that, glasses. No, that's scary. With the glasses. I'm Girl. sorry if I scared you guys with the glasses. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Yeah. He, no, put the glasses on, John. You can't. You literally can't see without these glasses. Now. Whatever, Bobby. Who's Bobby? I'm just kidding. Oh, right, because you can't see. Because I can't see. It's listen. Yeah. It's just for the ad reads. I can't see the. I can see you. I can read the comments. I can see everything sure. fine. But when the ad reads, I have to pull them up on the screen, and Ahmed sends me these little teeny I things. Oh, we need everything to nail else. These, I'm fine. We need to nail the ad read. I, I'll be honest. Last show's ad read did not go great. Somebody's <laughs> phone. Somebody's phone went off in the middle of it. Like it was a whole ordeal. I had to read the fine print, and I felt like the fine print was all out of sorts. Like it didn't make sense, but I was reading it, and. Uh, long story short, we lost a sponsor. We have we have no sponsor anymore. So I'm apparently I'm off to a bad start this season. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I game. think I'm doing fine. So, Amit, are you there? All right. I'm going to pretend that I'm going to act like John is gone and it's just me here. Uh, okay, it's just me. The the chat is now saying it's just me. All right, so 155-104, Celtics with a big win tonight. This is a a back-to-back absolute massacre uh, performance by the Celtics. I'll read, I'll read through the stats here. 56% from the field, 57% from three, 96% from the line, 27 assists, 58 rebounds, 12 turnovers against a Pacers team that's not supposed to be that bad. This is a fringe playoff team. Here I am, big, big uh, – Big screen here. I think John probably lost battery. That's my guess. Um, you know, big, big win for the – not a big win. It, it was a it was a win that we had expected them to do. The Celtics going into this one, minus 11, 11-point 11 favorites. I had a couple of buddies text me wondering if the line was too big. Uh, apparently not. Um, let me see here. Let me pull up. Where is Jason Tatum? There he is. Jason Tatum tonight continues on his – uh, monster start to this year with 30 points, uh, 9 of 15 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. And again, we've been saying quiet 30 here, quiet 30 there. This guy is quietly going to be averaging 30 points a game this year. It just feels that way. Um, and, and and I and I do wonder, um, you know, what uh, – Amit's texting me here. John's internet went out. So we're going to wait and see if we can get John back in here. Meanwhile, I will try to hold the show down for now. Um, but we've got Tatum with another 30-point game. And it does feel like, again, before the season started, you had a lot of talking heads picking him. Not a lot, but you had some picking him um, as their favorite for the MVP this year. And early on, it feels like that way. And, you know, there's a lot of questions going into this season, how the Jays were going to um, gel or, or how they were going to interact and work with the new lineup, you know, with Drew Holiday coming in, um, you know, Derek White becoming a much more prominent force. And then you have obviously Porzingis uh, in there. And so far, so good. I mean, tonight was a, a, an interesting one. If, if you want to talk about Jalen Brown's performance, no, it wasn't the 30 something point game from a couple of nights ago, but I found it very interesting that two nights ago, he takes 13 threes and tonight he takes one. And some people might look at that and say, and maybe try to spin that as a negative thing. I don't. I actually think that's a testament to Jalen Brown being able to adjust his game and give the game what it needs. And again, yeah, we're kind of talking about two quarters here because the Pacers couldn't make this one a game. 
But 7 to 15 from the field, 16 points. And he only took one three-pointer. A game ago, he took 13. And he, so he's finding ways to contribute in other facets, seven rebounds and two turnovers. He had zero turnovers the game before that. So already off the bat, it feels like we're getting a different Jalen Brown this year than we got in previous seasons. And maybe that's because he doesn't feel he has to do as much. Um, certainly he, he doesn't. And that goes, that, that goes for everybody on this team, or at least in the starting lineup, because of the fact they have so much talent all around it. You have, you know, Tatum, who's still, I would say, I would call him the alpha, at least in some capacity. Um, you know, he always has been, and he's still putting together those 30 point games, but you also have Brown now who has shown that when called upon or when needed, or when he does have the hot hand to start, guys are finding him and he's fully capable of taking on that, you know, that scoring load, 30 plus points. He can do that. We know he can, but on a night like tonight where obviously they get out to an early lead, there's one ball and that ball is going to get passed around. It's going to get distributed because it's, it's what winning teams do. And I think that was a big thing and a big reason why you had some of these players from the 2008 Celtics team, 2007, 2008 Celtics team come through. Not just the 07-8 team. Obviously, the guys played more seasons than that. We're talking about Paul Pierce. We're talking about Rajon Rondo. But we also have, um, you know, Sam Cassell as an assistant coach. John, are you there? I don't know, man. I, th these are my last two days on the planet with Xfinity. Um, it, uh, they've been killing me. Let me lately. finish my thought. I was. I Please was, finish uh, it. Uh, you came in at the perfect time, John. I was talking about your your pal Jalen Brown and how. Tonight and last game were good examples of different things that Jalen Brown will be asked to do. You know, one one night he's asked to, or not asked to, but he's pretty much given the role of the the, the scorer, right? The lead guy. Um, and it's on a night like tonight, he doesn't need to, but he's not forcing things. He took 13 threes last game because he was the guy that they were looking for. And tonight he takes one. And I think if he's cool with that, then that means what these what these former Celtics were preaching are getting through to these guys. Because I can tell you there's a lot of players in the NBA that would not be cool with that. They would not want to take a back seat or they would not, would not want to be third or fourth string on any given night. But if these guys can actually buy into that and say, hey, I don't really care that I only took one three-pointer tonight. We won by 50 freaking points. If they can be cool with that and they can put winning first, they're going to win the chance. You know, they're going to at least – go very, very far. You know, I picked them to win the title before the season started. It's just a prediction. You know, obviously not, not to take anything away from like the Nuggets or the Suns or whoever. Is John frozen again? Oh my God. I was talking to him the whole time thinking that he was listening. Um, I'll just keep going then. Not to take anything away from those teams out West, but I think the Celtics, if they can actually put their, you know, pride aside, and that's what you have to do. You have to put your personal goals and the scoring titles and the MVPs and the all-star games and, and all teams aside, and you have to play for the common goal. So when you look at the score tonight and you look at the score in last night's game, that's what you get from a team that is buying into team basketball. And I like what I see so far. I really, really do. And it's, it's hard to sit here and say otherwise. I mean, they're 4-0, um, I think widely considered going into the year as a title contender, and there has been absolutely nothing – that would change that uh, opinion for anybody. Um, you know, even the bench tonight, you know, we were, we were in the chat and I, and I apologize. I can't look at the chat right now because I'm trying to do this show solo, but the chat a couple of games ago, right off the bat, 
only wanted to talk about how bad the bench was. And I guess that's typical Boston after a, you know, a blowout win to try to find the negative things. And we're guilty of it on this show. Sometimes we, we do try to find, not try to find, but we do tend to uh, focus on some of the negatives because you can only talk about, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown scoring 30 points a night so many times. And you have to look for other avenues at some points, but tonight the bench completely different story. Um, 63 points, 23 rebounds, 12 assists. And I know we have some, um, yeah, we have Amit, our producer, super producer Amit, um, was nice enough to put some lower thirds together for us from some of the bench guys. And Pritchard tonight, after a really, really poor shooting night a couple nights ago, 15 points, 6 of 10 from, from the field, and 2 of 3 from 3. And I think our guy, Hauser, here we go. Look at this. 5 for 6 from 3 from Hauser. And this is a game where if you're Hauser – you're taking a huge, huge breath uh, walking off the court after after going five or six from three tonight. Because when you talk about what these guys are in the game to do, it's to hit shots. A guy like Hauser's not going in there for defensive purposes, although I understand that he might be uh, a better defender than a lot of people want to give him credit for. But when he's in the game, they're looking to get him shots, three-point shots, and he needs to hit those shots. Tonight he does that, plus 23 in 19 minutes, five or six from three. I mentioned Pritchard earlier. 15 points from him. And again, he signs the contract to begin in the beginning of the year and uh, a little bit of a slow start. And you wonder, okay, is he going to be able to step into that, you know, seventh man role for, you know, if, if you're talking about the fact that you have six starters, is he going to sort of step into that first guy off the bench uh, mentality in, in a way um, in a night like tonight kind of gives you a little bit more hope nine assists, four rebounds. There's no reason why this guy can't be uh, a good role player on a championship team. Last year, I felt like he didn't get enough opportunity. I feel like when they did go to him, it was either too late in games. Uh, and what I mean by that is he just kind of sat on the bench for too long uh, in between playing time. And when you're a shooter, yeah, you need to be ready at all times, but anybody will tell you that if you're just sitting on the bench cold and then you're asked to go into the game, it's not that it's, it's a completely different, you know, mentality and story to sort of just get yourself going that fast. So if he's able to get, get a little bit more consistent burn, obviously earlier on in games now, because he is coming in uh, one of the first couple of guys theoretically off the bench, he's going to be able to get into a little bit of a groove early on, find his shot, hopefully get comfortable with the pace of the game, dish out the assist. He's a quick player. You know, we call him Sparky as a joke, call him the pee party. Um, and tonight I think, gave everybody a little bit of a, of an idea of, you know, what they're, what some of these bench guys are capable of. No one is going to sit here tonight again, after one good performance and say, Oh, well we can expect this, these type of numbers from the bench. We know that we can't, but the Celtics and Bobby said it on the show and John said it on the show. And I'm sure Joe has and Shroud as well. They made their bed. They made their bench bed when they traded for holiday. You know, they made their bench bed when they didn't resign uh, Grant, you know, they, they made these decisions and, and I, I think you live with them, obviously with the performance that you got tonight, performance that you're getting so far from the starting lineup where you have, um, you know, guys or the starting lineup easily scoring, you know, over hundred points combined, you're not going to need 63 points, uh, on any given, uh, on a regular night from your bench. And obviously the fact that they all played, you know, the second half tonight, uh, is going to, um, you know, blow those numbers up a little bit. Um, 
but you like the fact that when they do go to the bench, it doesn't look like it did Monday night where you look at a, at a 30 point game dwindle down to 15. That was pretty disheartening. Um, you know, if you wanted to talk about a negative from, from Monday's game tonight was a different story. Love to see it. Um, John is back again. I, I don't even, I was talking to you for like three minutes and you were frozen again the second time. I thought you were just like really like looking at your computer, but you were frozen. It's going to happen again. Is it? Can we get like Joe Sway or Bobby in we're, here? So I don't have yeah. to scream into the abyss. We're trying to get Joe Sway on. Um, anyways, John, I've been going around explaining. While, while I have internet, can I try to say something? Please. I'm going to try to say it. I'm going to try to not react too big because when I do, you're messing with me. Don't do that <laughs> because I'm going to, I'm going to get animated. I'm no. going to freeze with one of those faces. And you, you can't joke about it. Because, yeah, you can't because it's already happened twice. Are you oh, in Brockton by now? Are you in Brockton, by the way, John? Or No, it's it's my neighborhood. It's just killing me. Uh, on and off, trucks yeah. coming in. It's been pretty bad. We're going to bring in Joe Sway. What, what I was trying to say... Aren't you, why, why aren't you uh, hardwired in? I am. It's not that. It's the entire... Oh, wow. We're just going in and out. Just We've had just rolling issues. What I was trying to say is that this obsession with the bench, which and the bench played uh, acquitted itself well today, I, I haven't fully understood only because, again, if they're healthy, there's three starters on the floor at all times. And they're so much better than the other team. The bench doesn't need to do a lot. They just need to not puke all over themselves, and then they're fine. But tonight they did well. Like, you got good Hauser minutes in that first He played 10 minutes in the first half. Right. Yeah. And he finally found his shot. But, and yeah, then, I, I just – And I then think... Pritchard was great. Right. But I, I think, I mean, Joe Mazzula is with you. I don't think he's looking for, we talked about this in the last show, right, Jimmy? I mean, he's not looking for like a full five-man lineup to come off the bench and, and, you know, that would be the norm or whatever. I just think he's looking for uh, some sort of group that is always ready for when their name is called, regardless if they're up by 50 or if it's a tie game. So I, I just think it's, it's super important that, yeah, you, you don't have like the deepest bench in the world, but that you have three guys that are consistent that you can always call upon that are obviously aren't involved in the, you know, not a part of the the, the top six as we're calling them, right? You know, outside of Al Horford. And I think Hauser is, it's, he makes the most sense as someone who's, uh, who's, who's, uh, grown as a as a defender. I mean, he's not like a lockdown defender, but he's certainly a lot better than he was a year ago around this time, right? Uh, his shot obviously has improved. And look, the law of averages has shown us time and time again. I mean, when he's ice cold, he's going to have one of these games, and that's exactly what happened to that. Is John there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. John's like John's crystal clear, man. You guys messing with me? This is, this is like a joke. A joke no. Uh, look, when it's when it's running, it's humming like at a zillion gigabytes per whatever. It's yeah. flying, but when it's you're, you're, and then it just goes. And, you're in yeah. HD right now, man. You're crystal clear. I, got, I, I can't wait to I can't wait to watch back uh, this video when I'm done because I think I blacked out for like five minutes trying to figure out what the hell <laughs> was going on. <laughs> oh man, you got to you got to embrace it, Jimmy. It's happened to me before. I call it it's the, it's the Joe Sway show, you know? and then you just go with it, and all of a sudden, yeah. Just... I didn't catch a ton of the game tonight. I caught a chunk of it, but there. Were oh, that's that's that I big. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. What yeah, you're saying. yeah, yeah. So, I think John. I think John is conspiring against me tonight. Is what I actually. Think. Did Jimmy no. go on the? Because uh... to comments like this, Jimmy, right? Oh God, I don't. I wouldn't. No, I don't want to give over. I don't want to 
take host duties from you. They're all yours. They're How much did you yours. compare this game to the Wizards game? Just out of you know. Well, so that's I tweeted that earlier. That the Cascal made a good comment. Yeah, I retweeted uh, that. That's what I thought was like the Wizards like. Jordan Poole is like, yeah, whatever. Just flipping shots. Right. I mean, you in the first tell in the first quarter, yeah, minutes into the first quarter, the tone of that Wizards game was, we're gonna lose. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You know, they gave up on that game minutes in. The Pacers were trying their asses off, like right. doing everything they could, and they'd be like, oh, we just scored, and then it was like, wham, twelve nothing run. Bam, 14 nothing. And it was like Rick Carlisle called Rick Carlisle called a timeout every two minutes. And in between that, the lead had ballooned from like 10 to 12 to 36. Like he couldn't call timeouts fast enough. It, it just it was just an onslaught. And it was easy. It was like a layup drill when they wanted it, threes when they wanted them. It's just the talent differential. And I know. You know, you're missing Halliburton and, you know, you know, the Pacers are the Pacers. The talent difference is just immense. It's, yeah. yeah. But the Pacers are like a fringe playoff team. They're not, right? I mean, they're not like completely. But they're without. I think, I think we found out something. I think we found they're without out. Their best player. They're without their best players. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. But I don't even, I don't know if they're they're quite there. You know, I mean, they're not Washington, but. I mean, to your point, John, they 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 were trying out there. They were, they were working really hard. I mean, that's a that that's sort of their identity. I mean, you know, they're not loaded with talent, but they have guys that are going to go out there and put forth their best effort. And the Celtics, I mean, it was it was devastating the way this this team found his offense. You know, early and often, and and, and you know, Jalen going off, and then Tatum taking his. I mean, the mismatch, just the way these guys are able to sniff out a mismatch. I mean, T.J. McConnell was it was a nightmare for him. It didn't matter where he was. He was caught under. He was caught either guarding Jason Tatum or, or, or you know, down low trying to defend Jalen at times. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows a lot about this this team's IQ. You know, like I mean, in terms of like the spacing and and obviously we, we knew going into it with Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis were gonna we're gonna mean to that. You know, like that's the that's what makes them so explosive. But to see it, see it put together the way the way it was tonight against the Pacers, man, it's like. Man, these guys are just this is going to be one of those teams where you're like man like there's only maybe a handful of teams that could that could really you know handful of defenses that could really uh, put a dent into this offense and i'm not saying that as in like man this team's going to go out and win like 75 games but i just think that's how good this offense is i mean it's it's very explosive clearly yeah. and and, and they're, they're they're so disciplined you know uh, it's like it's like we were talking about going into the season i mean these guys it's just it's just so many experienced players that have all uh, reached the point in their careers where you know they're, they're ready to take that next leap and we're, we're seeing it even though it's only the second week of the regular season i mean obviously it's a great start you know what and, and i don't feel like they're scoring only like one way like i don't think that we're gonna have a situation where it's like hey just take away the one thing they do well you know bobby texted us earlier tonight mentioning about how like their low their low post scoring is increasing and you can see it out there too like they're they're not just relying on threes. The shots are falling. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you go down. They shot what fifty eight percent from three tonight or something. Right. Crazy I mean, like yeah. But then that's how the lead balloons to fifty right. plus. Right. 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 But they didn't need it. No. They, they, right. No. They, they were getting whatever they wanted wherever they wanted. Right. Right. You know? And Tatum, Tatum getting ten free throws in three quarters. Like that's that's every day in this offense, right? Like that's that's the norm. That's the new norm for him. And, what we used to say, like, yeah. And what do we all all used to say that he doesn't when he, he makes it so hard on himself, right? Yeah. Like we always used to say, has it ever been harder for a player to score 22 points? And we were talking about Tatum and we we're talking about like Tatum and Brown. Now 
he's quietly scoring 30 points like every game. He's going to quietly average 30 points a game this year. And it's because yeah. he's doing it on all in all facets of of the game yeah. on offense, right? He's not right. just taking wild threes. What's up, John? And no, just when you guys were talking about the threes, the starters only shot – the Celtics shot 35 as a team – and that's with, uh, you know, 15 minutes of clown time where people were just jacking them. The starters only shot 23s. You know, like a ton of that stuff came in the fourth quarter. Uh, Hauser shot six. Pritchard shot three. Uh, you know, Svee shot four in his one minute of action or whatever. You know, like the, they, they were not relying on it. They just they were going, attacking, mismatch, mismatch, yeah. you know, in the paint, in the paint. I mean, it was it was clinical. Uh, this just dismantling of this team. Unbelievable. And, and I love seeing that effort in the fourth quarter, man. Like, I know it's cliche when you see the team, you know, up by 40 and, oh, the fourth quarter, you know, the bench crew is still still carrying it. But, man, to see the entire uh, start starting five and, and the rest of the guys on the bench on their feet throughout that fourth quarter, cheering on Hauser, cheering on, you know, uh, Peyton Pritchard, it was, it was a great moment for these guys, you know, uh, clearly – what happened in Washington was discussed in practice, I'm sure. You know, the second unit, not dropping the ball because, you know, they still won the game, but clearly, you know, they, they could use some more out of those guys, right? I mean, Bobby asked Joe Mazzula about the second unit's offense. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about that because I think what he means by that is, one, it's early, and, and, and two, I mean, he's not going to, again, expect five, six guys to come off the bench and, and, and perform at a high level. But you're seeing that continuity between the second unit, and I love that, that, that Pritchard's involved in that. Um, I asked Brass. Uh, wow, I said Brass Stevens. I asked Joe Mazzula uh, after the game about that. He's I saying, called yeah, Joe Ime all year last year. I think I, yeah, but, so yeah. I, I haven't said Brad in, in a year, probably. That, it's been a while, but um, <laughs> we'll let it slide. <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in, when I asked him about that, he's like, man, Pritchard right now is going through that stage of deciding when is when is his time to attack and when it's time to be that secondary playmaker that can set up shots for guys. And I think this that fourth quarter was a great example of that. And you saw Missoula on his feet a lot throughout that fourth, kind of coaching him through, especially on the defensive end, but making, but 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 showing, uh, but you know, talking to to uh, Pritchard during timeouts, one on one, just kind of re regrouping and stuff, not like in a you know you're in trouble type of way, but just seeing those two communicate, man, I, I think goes a long way, especially for Pritchard. I, I really do believe he's going to be one one very important piece off the bench, that secondary playmaker that that's going to help create those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I, that's totally possible. I know, like, Bobby's obviously really bullish. I, I'm honest. I'm not. But I don't care. Like, Shocking. No, meaning, like, I don't think I don't think you can count on it night in, night out. But I don't care because right. I don't think you need that. That's the point is you just need people. Look, if they get hurt, that's tough. Depth really starts to get uh, stretched there, and that's going to be challenging. But if the if they're healthy, you, you just – you don't need the bench to score. You just need them to support the starters who are going to be on the floor at the same time as them when they score. Um, like that's if there's only it's always, always, all night long, three of the top six and two bench guys. They're not subbing in five in, five out. So you just don't need it. You just got to find the guys that fit and they can give you what you need. And I know there's stuff in the chat about Stevens tonight. I know he only played six minutes. I like him. I I, I want to see him. I want to see him get more cracks. I think you need more than anything else. You need to be able to spell to get some wing minutes, to get some athletes out there, uh, to get some defense out there, to get energy out there. Brissett, 
scares the hell out of me. He looks really sloppy. Uh, I, I'd like to kind of, I'd like to flip Brissett and Stevens minutes and see what happens there. Jimmy had a comment up there that uh, said that imagine betting a uh, 50 uh, <laughs> plus 50 uh, and, and Jesus losing plus 50. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you did want to do that uh, and it wasn't 50, it was 13.5 and Bobby and Josue did a little pregame hit for FanDuel uh, prior to the game like that that seems high 13 and a half wow no respect for the pacers oh boy <laughs> that thing was covered were they quick. wrong <laughs> were they wrong that was easy money tonight if you want to get in on the action uh check out fanduel go to fanduel.com slash boston what do you get there deals jimmy deals 150 deals. in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet what's a money line bet jimmy Straight up, pick the team who's going to win. Pick the team. Can't get simpler than that. If you took the Pacers on the money line, it would have been a big, big number tonight. It also would have been really, really dumb. <laughs> would, um, have, would have been a <laughs> quick turning off the TV for you. Pick up. I lost that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, bet the money line, which is any, just look at a game. I think this team is going to win. It's the easiest type of Listen, bet to guys, make. For your yep. first bet, you're going to want to bet the money line on a team that's like minus a thousand okay you want to pick a heavy heavy favorite to get this bonus bet money and then you can you know do whatever you want go take a risk or whatever but yeah and then play around with it right take yeah, the sure thing like tonight be risky on the bonus bet bet here it's be <laughs> smart celtics celtics money line would have been a, a good bet tonight right yes. i mean if if they're if they're minus 13 to going into the game then that that typically means that's a good money line bet. yeah that would have been ridiculous so again easy to use app download it Take advantage of that uh, those bonus bucks, 150 bonus bucks when you bet, fought when you win a five dollar money line bet again. Uh, FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League and the exclusive wagering partner of the CLS Media Network. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know what's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now, pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050. For 24-7 support, play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Odds are. You odds, are. odds are. If you don't know what you're doing with a bet, check out Odds Are. Go to oddsr.com slash Celtics. It's not a sports book. It just helps you bet smarter using machine learning and AI. Helps analyze and crunch all the numbers to make sure that you are putting your money in a smart place. So once again, oddsr.com slash Celtics. 30-day free trial when you download the app. You got to download the app, oddsr.com slash Celtics. Back to the game, Jimmy, you were saying? Well, 
I get your point on the bench. I really do. But you can't have a completely inept bench and expect to like win. Not inept. You're right. It's just it's just not going to happen that way. That, that the basketball gods would not allow that. That that can't imagine that's ever happened in, in the course of NBA history. That you just have like five or six good. They just have to play their roles, whatever you want. They have to play their roles. Yeah, they have to play their roles. There's that Piston squad. They may have had two. That Piston squad is an anomaly. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I still don't know how they won the the title that year, but um, you have to have guys that, like you said, yes, play your role. But there will be John. There are going to be games where there's going to be guys resting, and those players are going to now be either in the starting lineup or first off the bench, and there's going to be less starters that's going to be able to save them. You can't expect, and obviously, especially in today's NBA, you're not going to get five guys or six guys that are going to play 82 games or even 72 games. So there's got to be some some level of dependability from this bench. And it was nice tonight that Hauser, I mean, you're talking about roles. Hauser did his role perfectly, five of six from three. Pritchard did his role perfectly, came in off the bench, nine assists, paced the team when he was in there. That's great. If you can get that out of those guys, yeah, you are gonna you are gonna win seventy two games, as Joe Sway said earlier tonight. Yeah, Cornet, you got a full quarter of Cornet, and you got Bobby. What's going on, Bobby? Not quite. They, they got him out of there. They so, did. sorry about that. That was disappointing. But sorry for your loss. Yeah, sorry for your loss. <laughs> but overall, big turnaround from that group. You know, I was a little concerned, John, and good to see them bounce back here against probably better competition on the floor. Uh, they clicked really well, and you know, I asked Joe pregame about that group, and he said Pritchard, Hauser, we're still very confident in those guys. So, uh, no bench shakeup in sight. I don't think you're going to see, you know, to your point, John, the Lamar Stevens and uh, Delano Bantons of the world just yet. Um, and of course, the Mayus Cade is hurt now, which is a little disappointing in the two games he could have potentially played here. But you're thin. We knew that coming in. I think it's even more apparent than we predicted uh, this team pretty much has to score 100 points from that starting unit which they would have gotten to pretty easily tonight if they played the full game uh, and they're capable of it you know that starting five you weren't here john but i pretty much relented what else are you gonna say they're outscoring teams by like 40 points per 100 so you keep that group what else are you really gonna say bobby holiday <laughs> to the bench question mark you can't do it you can't do oh, it oh you right can't now. are, are no. you what no, you Why can't. not? <laughs> Jeez, that's weird. <laughs> because you're up 30 in the first quarter with that group out there. And then the Why not? Don't even matter. Exactly. But, you know, we'll see what happens throughout the flow of the season here. It's an amazing lineup because of the fact that the way they want to play, mismatch, hunting, you're pretty much looking at And Joe said it before the game. They showed a clip from one of the first three games where they had five mismatches across the floor. And it's like, where do you go with it? So... You know, they're going to get like better freaking at identifying Christmas every time down the court, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to open first. You know, like, I don't know where to go. It's so, like, there's so many, like, opportunities. It's it's just, yeah. it's almost too easy. What's funny is, like, you would think the Celtics would get bored, and they might if they keep this up. Right. Um, but, uh, that could happen. but they're not. And you know why they're not? It's it's strictly because of, of Holiday and white in that starting lineup, they won't, they won't, they won't let it happen. Like they just go, go, go all the time. I think they keep the energy up. And we talked about this in a different show and other guys see it 
and they're like, oh, I guess, I guess we're still trying. Let's keep trying here. And they just keep, I, I love the focus of those two guys, both when they have the ball in their hand and, and how quick they kind of move it. And also on defense, the effort is just there at the start. And I, I think it's impossible to, to, to slack off. Um, so, I, you know, um, like another difference with this team, what have we seen a couple times this year? Okay, out of four games, bit of a dogfight and a slop fest against the Knicks, okay, opening night to be expected. Mm-hmm. A, a tough game against Miami where you started to implode a little bit. You had that situation with the double turnover and you fall down early. They come back and play well in crunch time. Then you have two games in a row against a crap opponent that you could have easily taken lightly. They don't take them lightly. They come out, step on their throats, and then they come out in the second half and extend their lead even further. Those are all things that they didn't do last year, and you've seen a snapshot of all of these things. Just shows you they're taking stuff more seriously. Here's Missoula uh, talking about... uh, that what, what what's making them kind of have that focus now two games in a row where they, they've had that yeah I, don't, I mean it's just who they are it's just them um you know they, they're aware of it they've been around a long time they communicate with each other um and then that's kind of the standard that they set for themselves and uh you know even in like the eight minute mark to about six or four when they came out like i thought we were like competing making multiple efforts and like that is a testament of the toughness that you have to have um to handle the things that go in the nba so we got to be have the humility to understand um, that it went well for us, and uh, you know we just got to be ready for the times that it doesn't. Yeah, and we'll see when that comes. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's going to come anytime soon. I don't know. You wonder. I, I just there's something. I thought different. it would be tonight, right? But how about you? Like, too man. soon. Too soon. Uh, I... I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think that happens with any team, but not, not, not at this point of the season. I mean, this is when everyone is focused, you know, or at least trying to find that continuity that every team's trying to find. But the Celtics are way ahead of the rest of the NBA, it feels like, you know, like in terms of just that offense. And, and, and I know they're not, you know, number one right now, if you look up the, the team's stats, but by week three or week after four. After tonight, they will be. It wouldn't shock me. Oh, yeah, after tonight, I probably will be. But <laughs> I think they're averaging, what, 117 going into this one? So yeah. this will definitely put them over 120, but um, – it's still early, but I just I don't see this thing slowing down anytime soon. I have yeah. no reason to believe it will. I mean, these guys are clicking on all cylinders right now. I mean, they, they really are. And, and it's still fresh. Yeah, it's still. I mean, listen, you have to like what you see because this is a new starting lineup. And the fact that they, they could have had growing pains to start the year. I mean, shoot, 
a lot of people thought Holiday might come off the bench before he got more acclimated with with you know the starters. Like so, it's clear that that hasn't been needed, which is a great thing. Now, yeah, there's going to be listen. They're not going to win every single game, and we're going to trash them on here at some point. You know when they lose and if they lose to a bad team, but I don't think the Pacers, especially without Halliburton tonight, are talented enough to stage any sort of comeback in that second half there. And I think I said it off the top. Th these types of wins, the last two, although they're done differently because they're scoring a lot more and John's gone again, they're killing teams that reminds me of like the 07-08 team, Joe Sway. When they came in, you know, the Pierce and the Ray Allen. We talked about you know, that here tonight. The team. Did you? Okay. Yeah. The fact that, you know, these guys came in and nobody knew for sure what to expect. They knew that they had a lot of talent. They weren't sure how it was going to go, how it was going to look out there altogether. And right off the bat, Oh shit. Yeah. It's going to work. And they're absolutely, you know, just taking it to teams and, and foot on their throats in that second half. They're, they're embarrassing team. This is an embarrassing loss uh, to lose by 50 points, basically 49 points. That's embarrassing. If you're, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I told Joe Sway, I was like, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, the, just the way it kept growing and growing and growing. I said, yeah. Bobby, this is how it used to be, man. <laughs> it didn't really look like the Pacers gave up either. Like the Celtics just kept pushing. No, the Pacers don't have players that are like, you know, shot chuckers and divas and all that stuff where they would just give up. Like they're, they're just, the talent gap is that big. You know, again, they're playing, Pacers are playing without their best player, right? So, there's going to be some, some of that. But even if Halliburton's in the game, I mean, you're still talking about an easy double-digit win here, right? I mean, he's not going to make We'll see. Make I don't know. Difference. He's very important to them. He is, but I, I don't think that he changes the game that drastically tonight. No. Um, you know, like this was a game that the Celtics were dead set on coming out there. And, you know, the shots fell. But, Bobby, you mentioned it in our text earlier. They're scoring way more this year. You said post post play right is, is way yep. up compared to where it was last year coming into tonight they were second in post-ups behind denver so a dramatic difference from a team that virtually didn't post up last year outside of like maybe won a game from tatum uh you see drew do it you're seeing tatum do it a lot more seeing porzingis do it certainly and brown got into it a little bit tonight i thought too backing mm -hmm. guys down and hitting those little turnarounds so uh, they're a powerful team tatum's playing with some real force and i think that adds to some of the imbalance they create on these defenses because teams really have to account for that now they have to guard the middle they have to kind of pack the paint a little bit and joe said it after the last game and i thought it was a great point the celtics are playing inside out this year more like they're going to the rim and yeah. scoring there and then getting the ball out to the perimeter from there they're grabbing offensive rebounds and kicking them out everything they do kind of starts from the paint and that's a difference from last year when i thought more often than not, they just kind of step around screens and shoot threes. Everything or, was just around the three-point line. You know, right. pull up quick and transition or yeah. just, you know, get the fastest three they could. And, you know, they're still shooting a ton of threes. It's still a big part of what they do. In fact, they were first in volume coming into tonight. But um, they have the I think they're getting better options. looks, though. Yeah. yeah, I think they're getting better looks. Like, like you said, if they're going inside to outside, you're getting passes from the whole opposite direction now than you were from last year, and you're getting better looks. I mean – I thought they settled that. a lot last year. Totally. Oh, my God. We we would go on the show and pull our hair out because of the shot selection, how boring their offense was, right? How they would just – whether they walk it up or run it up, it would just always end up being an ill-advised – not always, but it would be a three-pointer, whether it was ill-advised or not. 
Right. Smart was Smart was guilty of it. Tatum was guilty of it. Brown was guilty of it. All those guys. Holiday, I think what he brings, he's just such a big body. He doesn't play like a guard. As we know, he can guard basically one through five. And he, he oftentimes he's right there under the basket, fighting for boards or or mm-hmm. on the offensive end, you know, bullying guys under the hoop. His low post, his his moves low post are exceptional. And I just think he just plays so much more control too, where he has been a huge, huge part of the way that they play differently now on offense. And yeah, everyone talks funny. about yeah, everyone talks about what he does defensively in Joe's way, but offensively, even if he's not the guy scoring, he's allowing them to score in different ways. Right. And this is like the first time he's had like weapons like this, right? I think John said it's, it's like Christmas for him, you know? He's like, maybe that's something we overlooked as well, uh, how he would adapt naturally and how it just makes everyone better, right? What are you, what are you guys talking about? Sounds fun. <laughs> What's up, John? Holiday. Welcome back, John. Hey, guys. John, wait talking your turn. Talking about how Holiday, how Holiday has changed – or he's been one of the reasons why their offenses look so different now. What's the over under? Talking about it. What's the over under on what by which game uh, Bobby's gonna gonna start liking him? <laughs> Eighty three. I don't think well, it's gonna happen. I think he usually he's... goes one way or the other, so probably Saturday night, the next game <laughs> <laughs> against the Nets. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 dying on that hill right now. But Joe Sway, you were talking about how Holiday kind of affects things differently on offense I yeah think. i just think he makes his life easy easier for everyone and he's still adapting right it was a game three so or game four so i i just yeah i think when joe Bazula was telling us that throughout training camp and you know having us sort of wonder if he was going to go with a different starting five than we all envisioned i think that had a little bit to do with it you know him adapting and, and all that but i don't think that was ever the plan for him to come off the bench i just think that it was something that uh we were all going to see how the starting five uh, is, is completely different in a sense of how they approach uh, the game, you know, compared to last year. And then there's Porzingis, like th- that 7-3 body just changes a lot, right? It, it's the, the spacing is way different compared to last year. Uh, you have someone who can score essentially from in, anywhere inside the arc, beyond the arc, and tonight his presence just opened up the floodgates for guys like Tatum, right, for, for Holiday, for Derek White. I mean, it's just because a team like the Indiana Pacers where, like you said, Jimmy, you know, didn't have that – uh, offensive firepower to even muster a, a, a comeback in that second half. The Celtics' approach never changed. It was as if they were down or as if it was a close game throughout the entire second half. Yeah, and you know what? Sorry, Bobby, why don't you go? We, we've seen the biggest difference, I think, offensively because of Porzingis and Holiday still working his way in, picking his spots here, effective with the shot making and just where he's positioning himself on the floor. But, you know, you, your Whites and Tatums and Porzingis are driving, I think, the Porzingai. Yeah, boost on that. <laughs> That's the plural, right? That's yeah. the correct plural. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Porzingai. They're driving the offensive, and, and certainly a lot of this offense you know, firepower comes from their defensive stops. That's where Holiday deserves a ton of credit. I mean, they're doubling, they're digging, they're bringing help. They're being very aggressive on that end. And, you know, certainly Porzingis makes an impact on that end too. But in terms of in the half court, just all the mismatches and imbalance they're creating, it's definitely Porzingis. Yeah, he he just it's everything. He just draws so much attention. Yeah, but he's it's, the biggest one. It's every what happened. They had guard. They had small guards. It's everything. Of course, Porzingis is one. What happens tonight? The the, the Pacers are playing small guards. What are the first two possessions in the post? What uh, Drew in the uh, Drew in the post and White muscles a guy down low. Like they'll. Yeah. Th- it's impossible 
to to defend them. Like it's impossible. Yeah. When and we talk versa, about like th- what are you losing them. with this and blah blah blah, you're they are impossible to defend. Impossible. And also yeah. on the contrary, John, teams hate to play offense against those two guards, Holiday yeah. and White. Hate it. They're big. They're physical. They're obviously talented, and and they get in the way. You let me ask you guys this: Do you think the Bucks? Are missing Drew Holiday? They just got 130 dropped in their heads tonight by by Toronto, and our guy Schroeder dropped 24 in them tonight. So he's that guy. Yeah, he's my guy. Yeah, that struggling right now. Guy. John, come on, we at least share him. Jimmy and John, <laughs> we do minimum. share him. We do Don't share him. You can't, can't take him all yourself. No, 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 you can have him. You can have him too. Our guy Dennis Schroeder. Our guy. 24 tonight against the Bucks. They're missing. I mean, I think missing Holiday. Is gonna come back and they're gonna feel it at certain points. Yes, Lillard is a scoring machine, but tonight Lillard I think, nine shots tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch the game. I don't know what happened, but you can't <laughs> tell me that Shooter scoring twenty four <laughs> points if Holiday's in the game. You just can't. So um, I think that what they got and what they get from Lillard is great, but what they lose in losing Holiday is something that they're not going to be that defensive stalwart team that we saw them in p- past years. Did you guys see that Thanasis? compilation that was going around social media no oh my god (laughs) he played more minutes than he ever should it was like it it was only in like a few minutes of action but he made like 12 of the ugliest basketball (laughs) plays i've ever seen i mean the goofiest shit in between losing the ball bouncing off of it him just flying past a guys on game like a low and then coming back and fouling them it's literally the ugliest thing i've ever seen it, it was i was well, speaking I was is it like crying. a highlight reel yeah yeah highlight yeah, well speaking about flying around did you, did you mention your old friend john who was back tonight we were gonna talk neesmith and i think it's fair right I didn't bring him up yet no. i we have a we might have a neesmith soundbite too i'll try to cue that one up because he um he did talk today we didn't, but it was like almost sad, wasn't it? Them, huh? He didn't start from them. What's going on? With no, him? no, he, he came off the bench. I thought he was maybe going to start. Yeah, he hasn't been. Um, let me see if I can load it up. I mean, wasn't it kind of sad watching like Tatum's like eyes turn into saucers when Neesmith would be on him and be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and Jalen, he's like, and "Which way like, should oh, I go? Oh. Left, he's, right, right he, at him?" Neesmith was having flashbacks, man. I think. Especially when was only a minus ten, which isn't bad when you lose by. 49. I thought he played decent. Yeah, he was he was tied for the team lead in points at one point. He's fi- honestly he's fine. He's better than we gave yeah. than than some fun. people gave him credit for. I mean, we all gave up on him. Let's be fair, but yeah, he's been. We gave up on him because the, Cel- the Celtics gave up. Yeah, on him. there wasn't much of an opportunity. Looking back, you on and him, I agree on that one too, Jimmy. The lack Tatum of development. Yeah, I mean, Carlisle talked about it a little bit before the game, but he also said that he's one of their best defenders, you know? So that, that's obviously a big reason why he got Look, that contract. He reinvented himself and that's fine. He was, he, the problem was we were sold a false bill of goods. And so was Danny for that matter about the type of shooter that he is. Yeah. He's not that guy. Um, right. Well, in retrospect, Grant that took, guy, his, took his spot, right? I mean, not that guy, pal. like he's, 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 not that guy. The, he's the solid yeah, four was for the Pacers. But then Grant, you know, that season, there was no way you're going to play him over Grant. So he, he really didn't have a chance. Hauser too, certainly. And Hauser too, yeah, it's a good point. But he fits there in Indiana. Like a extended Hauser, though. What do you get? 
four years, 33 million, three years, 33 million. I think this bite, Amit, correct me if I'm wrong here in the chat. Also, do we have a Neesmith lower third? Correct me if I'm wrong, Amit. This is about disrespect, this soundbite that we're going to hear now. Yeah, so there's a tweet when he got traded to the Pacers that was saying the Pacers got got like a stick of gum. You know, they got the, 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 they got Brogdon one. for nothing. This was Neesmith, I think, responding to that. Uh, hold on. As soon as the trade happened, I saw the tweet and I saved it immediately. Like, I'm someone that, you know, I do take things personally and I think that helps make me better. It's what drives me to go to the gym at night. So seeing that tweet was always on my mind for sure. Did you like print that out and put it on your fridge or anything? No, no, I just, I saved it in my favorite. So, you know, sometimes we're having a good day or something. I open up the photos and it's in there. Just, you know, makes me want to go to the gym. Yeah, so. I think that was kind of a, was it a rando for that one? Or is that, was that a tweet from someone, someone random? Or was yeah, that, it was you know, a, like, a bleacher report. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like when you see something like that from like a major yeah, outlet, yeah. does that, like, does that, does it feel differently than like if some random fan? No, yeah, that? for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because if it's saying, you know, everybody entitled to their own opinions, but you know, when, um, you know, legitimate like source or whatever tweets it, you know, definitely holds more weight. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that? No, also random fans, a Jared. They pay your salary, all right? <laughs> some rando. <laughs> I know. Some he rando. Called him well, not only that, but like some that, guy with really, no check mark. Like some working at a was, Starbucks really, or something. Lay off be, the guys. It's gonna be something like dudes. a bleacher report for him to, to for him to keep that. Like it's not gonna be a random. I like oh, yeah, always, yeah, whenever I'm having like a good day, I pull that up and like totally like get pissed. Like yeah. here's the tweet. By the here's way, the tweet. By the way, who prints tweets? Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't print it. You Gen Xers? No, I'm saying you I mean, don't print it and put it on your fridge. No one oh, prints Jared, the tweets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's what, that's what inspired his performance tonight. I didn't even no think about that. Yeah, you're right. You don't print the tweet, well, guys. It's not like a, you could. Uh, it's not like he cut something out of the uh, newspaper like it's in the 90s. No, it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's our, that's our pal. I, you know, I, I'm going to root for him. Um, and, sure. And, and Jimmy, Jimmy, you said it. They didn't give him a chance. No, we talked about it on on towards the end of last show. We talked yeah. about Neesmith and the Pacers for a bit, and it's the same thing that you say about Romeo. Or, uh, we, I don't think anyone actually thinks that Romeo deserved a chance. But, no, um, but you had this. You you could only know for sure thing. if right. they could play if you right. gave him a chance. You left with question marks. As it turns out, Neesmith is semi-useful, right. and Romeo's useless. But and I think the point that <laughs> yeah. Joe Sway and Bobby made was that they had different priorities. They were trying to win a, ch- a title, and developing a player wasn't part of that plan in the mid- in the midst of that. So 2021, you could have, but you didn't know where that season was going when it started. Right. And listen, it's, you know, we can all go back and say, oh, you know, should they have done it? Should they, shouldn't they have done it? Nobody was upset when they made that trade. And again, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, the Celtics didn't win a title last last year, but he was a sixth man of the year. It was a slam everyone, dunk. Everyone forgets that, I feel like. You know, he was great on this team and didn't end well. And obviously it got awkward and they traded him and they got holiday because of it. So everyone's happy about that. But let's not act like, the trade blew up in the Celtics faces. It ended up being, you know, instrumental to as far as they went. They don't probably don't go as far as they go um, last year without making that trade, because there were a lot of games where Brogdon came in and he was, we said it, the best point guard on the team. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a trade that had to be done. And I think both sides benefited from it. And obviously Neesmith has a much better, bigger role there. And, 
he's going to, and he still wouldn't have a big role on this team. <laughs> you know, so you, you've got starters that don't necessarily have a big role. I mean, right. not, not big role, but I'm saying it's like <laughs> this team right now is just like I said. You know, you you could absolutely benefit from a guy like Neesmith if he was still around right now. Um, yeah, on a bench role for sure, he'd be your absolutely. First guy on the bench. You know, you actually wish you had a Neesmith. Like right now, Neesmith at this yep. point in his career would be outstanding as a, as a person to come off the bench for this team. You'd, he, but sadly, you don't have any of those guys yet, so you got to figure out which of them kind of come in and do it. So you're gonna have to hope. You he got Hauser. You got Stevens. You got O'Shea. One of those guys has to play. Yeah. Right um, now, it seems like it's going to be Hauser more often than not. And maybe that changes over time. But they're not just going to, as they used to do with Neesmith, John, pull him out of there the second he starts one of four, you know, or has a bad game, which he did last game. And tonight he comes out and was awesome. Uh, yeah. So they really believe in him, obviously. The center thing's another conversation right now. They were playing around with Lamar Stevens and O'Shea at the final. Don has a crush there. on Lamar Stevens, I think. I kind of like Lamar. So he told me during camp he could play a little five, which would be interesting. He's small, be tough, but in a matchup like this, it worked down the stretch there. So I don't know. They're, they're kind of stuck, John. Cornette's not playing well. Kate is hurt. And that's not playing. Your next guy up Bobby. is Stevens. He's not play. Your, your sentence was one word too long. Yeah, <laughs> not, playing. not playing. What are you going to do next Saturday when Horford's out? You're gonna you're gonna go small. You'll you'll probably you're gonna find points. eleven minutes. Somewhere. You're gonna see that uh you'll Syracuse product out there playing extended minutes. You'll play small ball lineups depending on you know what who's on the floor, and you'll uh you'll squeeze in some cornet minutes. I think as well. Um, you know, and I, I think that's where you know having a seven footer has some use there. But as I said, Bobby, I mean, we joked about it, but one of my bold predictions is in not in games where everybody's healthy, cornet doesn't have a role. Like, and I don't think he will. Um, I think he's outside of the eight or nine. So I think he only plays in those games where they load manage a big. Damn, John, you're saying he's outside the circle of trust? He is. No, I, I don't think they don't. I just don't. They're so good. You're just don't. You're just not going to need those minutes because you're now that you're committed to you know more single big lineups for a lot. You know, um, you just don't need it. You know, with this team because they're they're so freaking good. Um, the, the top six is so is so good. You just don't need it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Carlisle was saying how tough it is to crack this rotation. He was uh, had nothing but great things to say about what they said. Uh, as he envisioned him uh, taking down that seventh or eighth spot. Yeah. Who, who said that? Uh, Rick Carlisle before the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carlisle. Singing yeah. Uh, O'Shea's praises. Normally at this point in the show, uh, I, I've received at least – 40 or 50 complaints about not talking enough about Jalen. Are we supposed to talk about Jalen tonight? Or is I, he is, is he not I, good after a 16-point game? I talked about him on my solo show yeah, that you, I mentioned that him. you missed. Uh, <laughs> bring, bring him up again if, you, if you'd like. No, no, no. Uh, it, it's that. not. That's the pointless thing here is every night somebody new is going to go bananas. Uh, or And, and someone new is going to have to take the – Lesser like, end of the was Derek White bad for for all of the John skipped the show because Jalen had thirty six was J <laughs> I want to make sure did everybody say that that uh, that Derek White was bad last game because he only had five if we're if we're if, we're if we're reacting to one game Derek White's bad then right no every night's going to be a different guy every night's going to be a different guy with tonight him. was Porzingis you know you, I think you had Holly took like did, yeah tonight was Porzingis. Holiday night shots, Porzingis.
took seven. Yeah, that's and, just I mean, just nights where some guys just aren't going to get opportunities because it went the ball went in a different direction. This is and this yeah, is still he was still impactful. and this is what I said earlier. There. They all are every yeah. one of them. They were all impactful. Right. Like right. Brown only had like, six points. He was three of four with a steal and an assist right. and a block. You know, like in the first quarter, like he didn't need to take ten shots. In the His first defense quarter. is just other. Every time he contests a shot, the guy misses. Brown, no Porzingis. Yeah, because he's seven, he's seven yeah. four. <laughs> it is something. He, right. Yeah. He's yeah. just getting your face very quickly too. No, I mean I said, but early. everything was contested. There was there was I don't know. It was tough. They're yeah. trying hard on that end, and I love it. They're bringing Jimmy, back that side of the ball. No, I what I, what I had said earlier when everyone's internet died and I was staring off into the abyss is that you know you look at Jalen Brown's last two games and the fact that he goes from shooting thirteen three pointers two games ago to shooting one tonight. That to me speaks volumes about understanding the moment and understanding what you're need, what you're needed to do in a given game and being able to adapt and adjust what's needed. So again, going into the beginning of the year, they had a lot of former Celtics coming in. And I imagine the, the message was, you know, putting the team first, right. And Joe Sway will remember. And John, you will Ubuntu, Bobby. I don't know if you remember Ubuntu. It was a little, I watched the documentary. Okay, so you watched the documentary. <laughs> I haven't heard that saying yet, but I imagine maybe, maybe Pierce or Rondo could have mentioned it, or maybe maybe Cassell has spread that message. But it's sacrifice this time. Yeah, it's sacrifice. It's putting your brothers before you and and understanding what the common goal is, and that means what you what we talked about seven shots taking seven shots like Porzingis did tonight. He's going to have a game where he takes seventeen or twenty five, you know, and it's Opening just what it is. when you win fifty when you win by fifty points. You shouldn't care about how many points you had or how many minutes you played. Ubuntu. I am what I am Ubuntu. because of what we all are. That's kind of the point is like, doesn't really matter. I, I, no, I'm, only I, I'm only I, good. I'm only good. I'm only great if we're great. That was yeah. the philosophy behind it. I know it was a tad overplayed, but like they legit exemplified it in every fa- that that 08 yeah. team, in every facet John, of everything I, that they did. And I, I, think- I point to it all the time. As a parallel to this team, again, just look at look at the individual sacrifice of where all of those players went, both in terms of the style of basketball that they were accustomed to playing, the amount of shots that they took, their usage, how much they had the ball in their hands the year before that year when they were all the alpha, alpha, alpha on their teams and what they did to coexist in, in one year. It really was remarkable how quick that came together. Usually those big threes or those teams that kind of crash together out of nowhere, yeah. it's like, ah, right, it might take them a year or so to figure stuff out. Well, how many times do we they see it now? They were clicking like that, like yeah. instantly. Yeah. It was unreal. And right now, you four games get... in, how much of an improvement you right. see game over game just in terms of how they're playing off each other and how it's flowing. It does feel contagious, right? Because all of a sudden, if you're thinking, if you're not thinking like, well, I got to score or I got to get mine, and you're just like, I guess we're just going to just kick the shit out of this other team. It just kind of takes the yeah. pressure off. And you're just like, all right, it goes here, it goes there, and I do this and I do that. And it'll eventually come back around and I don't have to worry about it. And it's just a different style of playing. This Put the egos away. Yeah. Sim, similar vibe as as the 08 team. And you know, real quick, I have to say this because we're talking about Ubuntu. The very first article I ever had published in a newspaper was in the Lowell Sun, and it was about Ubuntu and what it meant. But for whatever reason, they didn't put my name in the article because <laughs> it, it just said it's about the team, Jimmy. It had a picture of me, but it said guest. It said like guest column, <laughs> guest columnist. 
I was like, what the you. F? Yeah, I couldn't believe they didn't put my name in there, but that was the very first time I was published because of an article about Ubuntu. You could probably find Again, it online. Was somewhere. that intentional? No, it better not have been. They better put, they, yeah. they didn't pay me for it, but they could have at least that put my name didn't, on you it. You didn't believe in what you were writing then, if, you, if that's what you wanted. Hell no. I wasn't on the team. I was just writing about it. I didn't believe in that shit. <laughs> John, I think you. Probably- I could see, I could see an eighteen or nineteen year old Jimmy being like, "What the? Fuck? Like so mad? What's that? I, I don't, no I, bullshit. I don't think you were here when Jimmy said it, but this this felt like one of those. And I haven't, you know, it's been a million comparisons to that team, but being up fifty in this game and Gino playing and the way they did it, it did feel like one of those nights from back in that era. It really did. I mean, just taking care of business methodically, being a million times yeah, this better team, than this other team. This team's probably better. Uh, you know, it really is. Like, just on just talent alone. No. You know? Because they're younger and they're in their primes. It's, 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 I mean, you know, those guys were Talent-wise, prime, but they're, 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 they they probably have a better starting lineup. It's a starting lineup. It's because Perk and Rondo were not, you know, Perk was Perk. Right. They were they were and Rondo guys. was still not Rondo. You know, not the Rondo that you, you that he became. He was, you know, he wasn't fully developed yet. He was a concern entering the like you you were like, ah, you know, the, it, right. it was I mean, you talk he didn't have to score. You had two not question marks, guys who filled their roles in the starting lineup here, you've got stars in the starting lineup. You know what I mean? So you yep. still had two question marks on that team in the starting lineup. And again, there's so much more talent in the NBA now, uh, even, even 15 years later, but then the bench was all just role players. Eddie house was, you know, Pritchard or Hauser, whatever. They had a great bench. You know, Posey, Posey, Poe. They all just whoa. played roles, you know? Whoa, whoa. I don't know. You could put Pritchard as, you know, I'm not house. saying that. No, I know. Yeah, but like, I know I see what you're saying though. You, yeah. you had those two, three guys that you could always rely on. James Posey, uh, you know, Eddie House. I think that's what House was great. That's what you envisioned for this team to just figure out who those guys are. I mean, Al's yeah. clearly one of them off the bench, but who are the other? Cornette was Pollard. Cornette is Pollard. <laughs> Cornette might be Pollard. <laughs> who was on a one of the what, survivors? What was it? In 18 or 2019? He was he was a, he was part of he was on Survivor TV show. Yeah. Was he? Is Cornette Scal? That I believe. Could be. No. Scal was actually Cornette good to remember. Pollard. Yeah, so that's why he can't be Scout. Nah, Scout's like Sphi or something. <laughs> yeah. Scout. Yeah. Scout yeah. played 10 minutes a game. Well, yeah. Scout had a role. We'll give, we'll give he, had a, he had a legendary press conference. There was Scout and there was like 20 did, did have a legendary you know, press conference. Press there were other guys, too. It's, a, it's the quickest anybody's gotten as drunk as, as Scout was in history. It was oh, like 15 minutes, 15 minutes after the game, and he was legless. Drunk. I was like, yeah. Were you drinking during the sports? trash in media, right? No, he got up he just, there and he, he was went like, after all the media. He, he was like, you guys said we weren't going to win. Yeah, no. we said the white mama thing. Yeah. No, he stumbled to the podium. Um, and uh, because there was a gap in the people who'd spoken out, he's like, screw it, I'm going. He's like, yeah, oh. it's me. He's like, what do you want? And you started talking. He's like, <laughs> he's like, so what? He's like, uh, five years from now, you know, no one's going to know, you know, how much I played in 10 years. You know, hey, I might be able to tell people I had 10 points in 20 years from now. Hey, I was a series MVP. And what do you think about that? You know, and he was just like, just slurring and just goofy and everyone was like all right you know that was the scalp all presser. Right, yeah we're all he, all, he wasn't supposed to do a presser he just saw the space right. and just walked up to it he's like all right scal time <laughs> i thought all the players went up 
on the F1 yeah, finals was win. Hammered. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't know you just went up there. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he like just went up on it. So you didn't play. He didn't play the whole time. <laughs> Here we go, as you requested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any questions yeah. for Scout? <laughs> you weren't even any questions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, we're yeah. off to New yeah. York. Uh, so what do you guys got? You're off ben to Brooklyn. Sim think Ben Simmons can guard Porzingis. I think Ben Simmons can guard. What's Simmons people. been doing? He's been Any, okay. You know, it's ten, ten, and ten, pretty much. Back to who he was, but still same limitations. Back to who he was. He used to be better than that. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Wait, what team is he on now? <laughs> oh, yeah, here he is. Four. What do you have tonight? Four points. Five shots he took. Which <laughs> is so sad. Uh, they get some Brooklyn dangerous won, guards, though. They do. 109-105, they, they beat the Heat. Be another big night for White and a holiday. And I, I will say it. Um, we are on baby watch with White. So... Oh, I thought you were going to say with you. Um, no, not me. Any day okay. now. Could yeah, as soon as you said baby watch, I was like, I looked up like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, Jimmy, yeah. what I'm talking about? I was like, whoa. Derek White's on baby watch right now? Yeah, he's supposed to be expected any, any day to be a father. Don't get me don't, started. Don't tell Felger. Just don't get me started either. Oh, if they do that again. Like, ugh. Remember the owl thing? You know? yeah. Jimmy's going to do it. The, the, uh, Fel <laughs> Felger introduced the term generic birth into uh, into our lexicon. <laughs> Uh, He's like, if you generic, just have a regular no, generic birth, you know, play in the game, you know. <laughs> generic. If everything is, yeah, you don't believe in uh, skin to skin. A little uh, father-child skin to skin, they say, is important for a child's uh, development. Apparently, in the beginning stages, the, the first moment. The beginning stages, like yeah, like while you're still in the hospital. It's first, very important to Derek. Let's do a former Celtics check. Thank you for yeah, this super chat. Important. Grant Williams, 25 points, 7 of 9 from 3. Oh, oh damn. Surprise. He's good. I Don't Mal get me started with this. Malcolm Brogdon in the closing lineup for the uh, Blazers as they came back um, from 10 points down to beat the um, to beat the Pistons. Uh, he, clo he was in the closing lineup there, 14 points in 25 minutes. Robert Williams, 19 minutes. Six points, three blocks, a very Rob line, eight rebounds, very Rob-ish. Marcus <laughs> Smart, very Marcus smart -y oh today. For those people who were yeah. checking out the box scores and be like, uh-oh, Marcus is scoring 25. Four of 11 from the field, one of seven from three, um, 11 oh points, six assists, four steals, five turnovers. Welcome to the party. That is literally Marcus Welcome Smart. to the Marcus Smart experience. I'm glad Memphis finally got an actual taste instead of this 25-point Marcus Smart version they were getting before. Um, I'll tell you what. I, we're texting you guys about it. The Memphis situation. They're about to be, what, 0-5? Seem, seem, seems like it's only going to get worse. Even when, when they get back to full strength here, I just feel like – there's something going on with that team. That's my take. Morant is is uh, Morant's a wild card, and not in a good way. So I'm 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 concerned. If I'm a if I'm a Grizzlies fan, I'm very concerned. Obviously, you should be your own five. You said they're own five now, Bob. They're absolutely ravaged by injuries. So no Brandon Clark, yeah. Stephen Adams is out for right. the year. Right, but like they need to at least hold down the fort somewhat, right? Those guys are missing guys a year. 
Morant's not missing the year. Yeah, most of it though, or quarter. Well, like, yeah, yeah, not most. I mean, he's out for now. Yeah, they're probably in trouble either way. But point <laughs> is, uh, if I'm Marcus Smart, I'm not loving my situation over there. I'm just not. So. No, no you put on a happy time. face and then you you know wait. But I mean, by the time Jaw comes back, that the season's over. Um, right. Not necessarily know. over, but yeah, they're yeah, gonna be in a bad, bad spot. Dude, at they're gonna point, be ten, I mean, at 10 the rate 12 games going. under five hundred the, the way they're going. Yeah, and then he's gonna have to work his way back in and okay. Contro- to we're gonna, gonna close it with controversial candy well, takes. Halloween. Well, wait candy a second. Takes. We gotta talk about Harden for two seconds. Oh, you wanna talk Harden? We did yeah, candy yesterday. We did candy two days ago, John. Oh, you did it? Well, we'll redo yeah. it. We'll, we'll no, that's fine. Re-hash it. I wanna get John and I, I wanna get John's opinion. It's my fault. John's a candy guy. I mean, come on. I'm sick of it after yesterday. I want everyone's hardest candy the last episode, John. Like, are Sixers just out of it now? (sighs) Their team's shaky looking, and Celtics are going to play them twice over the next couple weeks. Yeah, for now, they are. I mean, we'll see what they do, but it's not good enough. It's not even a home court team right now. No, but but you can't Uh, wait a non threat. There's no threats to the Celtics, but they're clearly not one. Well, Milwaukee's well, still yeah. a threat, but Embiid you know is a challenge for Porzingis. I'll say think, that. Here's the thing I want to ask: Embiid's a challenge for everyone, Bobby. It, yeah, the, but particularly it, Porzingis. I know, but the entire Celtics team is a challenge for every other player on Philadelphia. Isn't that why they have Al Horford, Bobby? Yeah, that's the one advantage. Oh, we'll they have is that the game? Is that the game you Sorry. start him? No. <laughs> so you're maybe. not going to have him Honestly, out there. Maybe. Um. But are the is Sixers it possible really you waste... go double big in that series? Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Though, what's the your Sixers reaction? The Sixers really gonna waste a year of Embiid with this roster? That it can't be done, right? No, it's gotta be something get else. aggressive. Keep gotta be something else. Is he enough? I don't know. I don't know if he's enough. I don't know. It's a downgrade well, from Harden. Year, no, he's not. A, he's not a downgrade from Harden because Harden's slipping and Harden is inconsistent. Harden's no, I mean, that being said, Harden Harden was good for Embiid. Yeah. Uh, the on-off numbers when those two played together, Embiid's overall efficiency and his numbers. I mean, they had you three-two playing playing in the pick and roll. They did, but also they had you. They had the Celtics because Harden had two outlier games in one series. And I don't think that that's something that you can expect for him to do. That wasn't like how he'd played all year to have two of those. Those those are the two best games he'd had all year or among them spread out over 80. And he had them in a four game stretch. So I just think they they had that going for them there. But I don't think the way he was for them and the way Maxi has stepped up. If you can get someone like Levine or of that caliber, they'll, they're competitive again. They'll be, and Maxie's going to have a great year now because the, you know, he's got that opportunity. I'm going to say this about James Harden. Oh, Maxie has been good. That's a good point. He's been amazing. As soon as James Harden leaves the NBA, <coughs> the NBA will be better league. I don't know anyone who is a James Harden fan anymore. And if and if you're an NBA fan, you're trying to defend the NBA to people who aren't against guys like James Harden. The casual NBA fans or or non-NBA fans hate the NBA exactly for the reasons like James Harden because he picks and chooses when he wants to play. He forces his way out of teams. He's a bad apple, it seems like, in the locker room. And I can't yeah. imagine there's a single fan. What If you're 
Who is a James Harden fan at this point? You're just giving ammunition to the Knicks of the world with He's guys like James Harden, all right? His, all his fan base. Spoiled NBA players. Right. I mean, the guy had the MVP. Oh, the <laughs> and, and they had the Celtics yeah. against the ropes. He had a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I just don't understand the whole, like, okay, you want to be traded and then you just check out completely. So, yeah, I'm with you, Jimmy. I mean, he's the, the there's a example yeah. of why people hate the NBA exactly. and the way, the way it's run. He's uh, bad for the league now. Player empowerment and all that. He's the prime example. I, he's I don't bad, think he's he, bad I, for the league. I never enjoyed anything about it because I didn't He used like, to at least be fun to watch to some I hated extent. watching him play because he was a well, cheat code. He drew fouls. Yeah, but know, he was fun to watch in the sense of when, when the team was competitive. You were wondering like if the, could he pull it off. Like that year, like, pretty that big, year with Houston. Yeah. Yeah, they had you know the the Warriors love them. They did, of course. Yeah, he might. He, that might be where he has to finish his career because what I, I don't should have been. Right? Nah, he may not have yeah. that. I don't think so. No, that's what, true. what I what I struggle to understand with a guy like Harden is um, and maybe it doesn't matter, um, but like you know Durant for so many years fought like legacy and like what people think of him. You know, instead of just, you know, doing whatever. But, like, it, it was on his mind. How are, How is he going to be perceived? Like, do, does Harden not care at all that the only thing cares. people will remember about him is this? Like, no one's going to be like, oh, remember a couple of years he had, like, 35 points and he was unstoppable? Like, yeah, sure, it'll be talked about. But his legacy is this guy who forced a trade out of every single organization, showed up in fat suits, quit on teams every, <laughs> everywhere he went. He was, he was unhappy. Like, this is what people remember. This is the, this is the final act. And it's been going on for four or five years now. It's so sad. So I don't know. I, I don't know care. I would agree when we don't have to like deal with it anymore. It's And it's also sad to like, you, you know, make demands, you know, at this point, it's just, but Jimmy's right. Like once he's not around, great. Uh, you know, Dude, it's, it's going to be better. Some people like you don't like some, you know, athletes you don't like to see go. I, I, I will show him. Anyone would show him the door at this point. He's just, he's just beyond, he's kind of miserable to be completely honest. It didn't, doesn't seem like if I'm a Clipper player, I'm like kind of wondering what's, what's next with this. With this it's team. such a team. He changes kind of everything, you know. It's obviously. such a team that uh, built by players. That's built by players. Wasn't it you startling? Know? He left Brooklyn to go back to that too. I mean, what a situation he was in there. Yeah. I uh, mean, even better than this one, you could argue. Yeah. Um, we should wrap. You've already had the candy convo, so we don't have to have it again. No. Um, it, give us your take. What's your? Yeah. What's your? What, hot we basically what you... said we basically were talking about best and worst Halloween candies that you could get. You know, yeah. we mentioned the the the, the Neckos is worse, and what else? Yeah, yeah. but what's your what's what's Nots, your maybe. what's the thing you like that nobody likes? The thing I like that nobody likes? I don't yeah. know. Amit had an interesting one, didn't he? I don't know about nobody. Uh, uh, Amit loved uh, candy corn, yellow yeah. laffy taffy, banana laffy taffy. That is a weird <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> right, easily the uh, worst flavor of the laffy taffies. Easy. Yeah, I have my taste is pretty good, so I like a lot of the stuff that. Yeah, it's the good, good stuff. Good candy. The candy I eat that no one eats, it's not my favorite, but the one that I always pick off that nobody wants is the Whoppers. I hate Whoppers. Whoppers aren't bad. Whoppers you know aren't why? Because they're like melty. So you just put it in, you bite it, and you just like let let it dissolve. Like, ah, I kind of like that. Oh, I you like, don't crunch? I'm, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> most Holy underrated, shit. I feel like the most underrated candy is a 100 grand bar. Right there. Oh, exactly my God. Did, yeah. I didn't see you put that up there. <laughs> The most Very underrated nice. by far. That's the most my my like. daughter, my daughters are so well trained. They go get me these, 
and these. Oh, almond that's joy. a yo! Oh, I forgot boomer, about almond joy. That's a good bar. one. Mounds, almond joy is a boomer bar. <laughs> nobody, nobody under 40 eats almond joys. I, yeah, want, coconut, I want coconut in everything now. Yeah, that's not actually not my dad's favorite candy. Yeah, yeah dude. Almond joys. So <laughs> trash. Mounds, almond joys, trash. I get those from my dad all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, my daughters like, hunt for these, and they're, they're so those well are trained. Legit. Like what, what, what makes that great though? Is it the nougat? There's something in there. I feel like just binds it all together. Caramel, caramel and yeah, caramel and like crunchy. Chocolate and caramel yeah. is just like a, a elite it's like, combo. It's like you stuff the Nestle Crunch bar with caramel. You know, yeah. like it's, it's like right. it's it's yeah. like an airy crisp oh. with it. That's I a like, great like, way to describe it. Yeah, like um, Milky Way Midnight's. That's something that you see once in a while in a bag. That I, I like the the dark chocolate. Was it the dark chocolate? Oh, okay. The Milky yeah. Way Midnight. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I've never quite gotten, like, I don't mind them, but they're they're, they're so artificially gross, like the all the laffy taffies. I but, hate um, them. Yeah, yeah I'm not like, crazy I, about them. I, I I would dodge all candy based ones and just focus on the chocolate. Just on the chocolate. Unless there's unless there's little sour patch kids, which I which I can. Avoid. Well, so yeah, I'm big kids. on that. And you know what, John? I, I mentioned how gummy bears. I love gummy bears, but that's not a Halloween. Seen them. You yeah. don't get those. I bought them. Haribo Good. gummy bears for the yeah. kids. Good. Yes. You know what? I want, love that. Yep. Kids, kids love, because I, you know, I was telling these guys last show. We have, we have, our house gave out the big stuff, like the big size, oh, full, bars. Candy, full bars. Like there was a line down the street getting it hard. <laughs> would you say you had, had a, a canteen? Oh no, a vending machine. Company. Vending machine company. So we would, we would, we would rate it, and then we would bring it all back. But <laughs> four packs. Kids of love. You, have to go. If you give, you if you give a kid a choice of something sour or something chocolatey, they're always going sour. Sour Patch Kids, Sour yeah. Punch Straws. Swedish yeah. fish, anything sour yeah, or like, like gummy kids. Like I'm talking like yeah. 15, like young kids, younger, like 10, nine, eight, whatever. Super sour stuff. Was not too older than appreciate chocolate more. Sprees. No, Sprees. I liked chocolate then too, but I love the sour stuff. That's a that's a legit drug for me. Like if I have me one too. sour patch kid, I will have 700 have sour ton. patch kids. Like I can't have one. And then oh, your tongue warheads. hurts. Do you like warheads? <laughs> Well, I like uh, the lemon heads and the Alexander the grapes. Those old ones that were like old school candies that are like uh, crunchy sour too. Lemon heads. Yeah. John likes the uh, like the bottle pops that you bite off the wax and you like squeeze out the the. Junk there used to be something called fun dip. Did you guys ever have? That? Oh yeah. Fun yes. Dip. It's like the a powder. Sweet powder. Just, it. It's like a candy stick that you yeah. dip in sugar and then eat the sugar. That's literally just my sugar. mom hated it. It's just like, like a bag of diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> Is what it is. Yeah. Like it really is. Pixie sticks. It was just you pour sugar sticks. in your mouth. Pixie the, they must have, the, the, Pixie sticks must have are a, a gateway drug. drug. If the Pixie world were invented are. today, but we were born with the knowledge of how bad sugar is, not a single one of those things would ever have been invented. It's no. it, it's insane <laughs> that we went through our lives with that. I forgot about those. They must have they must be banned it's now. Boomers, ah! man. <laughs> it's a straw of sugar. sugar in your mouth it's through just, a straw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like you slid, you slid all your candy bars and all that, just pure sugar straight. Candy down. company was like, wait, why don't we just package the sugar? We don't even yeah. need to make anything out of this. Let's just package it, save all the money. You don't need any other. Put some color in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sugars would be be flavored, so you know, kids will love it. It's literally just give them a bag of actual friggin' sugar. It's that's gross. it. 
I think Joe Sway said he liked candy corn, which was a wild one. Yeah, I like candy that? corn. Yeah. I don't get into those. No, that's people. garbage. I don't. I don't even talk to those people. I, like I mean, it's not like it's my favorite, but like, yeah, I'll have some candy corn. It's good. Uh, I won't even look at candy corn. I won't. Sniff oh, it. wasn't Jess Moran was the only person on the planet that liked those orange peanuts? Oh, like, yeah. oh my god, did she? <laughs> yeah. She probably didn't want that news out there. That no, she would. She would. We when we would do when we did this in the, like that. I feel like I liked this. Like, that was it. Yeah. When I was seven, for those like are a like couple, uh, couple like the marshmallowy weird peanuts or whatever they were. <laughs> it's like circus, some people give out. Some people peanuts? give out like real peanut, like circus peanuts, which is a weird one. Got some weird stuff. That's what it was. Circus. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Circus peanuts. That's what it was called. <laughs> That's what the candy was called. But they were. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love this. Trash. This is my favorite comment. Those nougat is whack. Nobody nougat knows what whack. nougat is. Nougat isn't whack. Nougat goes hand in hand with like. <laughs> Describe milk. nougat. Go. Three Musketeers is. <laughs> what nougat, is it? Right? Describe it. It's Describe like nougat uh, to a person. Uh, foam. Uh, I can't. It's like chocolate foam or something. <laughs> yeah, it is like. Am I thinking of the right thing? Nougat. <laughs> it's the Three Musketeers. Nougat isn't that is nougat whack. in it? Chocolate and nougat. I never even heard of that one. Three musketeers. Nougat is what goes in things, and you're like, "What is that?" Oh. You're like, you never it's heard nougat, of a three musketeers dude. bar? It's like what? Mar- Mars has nougat. Yeah, it's uh. something. It's not caramel. It's not fudge. It's some kind of. It's hybrid. this white goo, and they call it nougat, but it's not a yeah. real like. Su- <laughs> it's not a naturally occurring substance in the world. It's just a yeah, bunch of no, chemicals that are white. Extremely processed. It nougat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, picture every like chemical that the you. Commercials can always made it sound amazing. <laughs> oh my god it's got it nougat none of us yeah. knew what it was yeah the writers knew what they were doing like make sure you mention that nougat you know yeah yeah, yeah. bad stuff uh, okay <laughs> oh, no, I just cool. Jimmy you just reacted so strongly too <laughs> I just googled and this is what came up here you go <laughs> <It's nougat>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's and we st- we're look we still don't know what it is like we're looking at pictures and <laughs> so then why did you defend it so bad? <laughs> there's a bunch there's Dude, one you don't you know nougat's not whack you just got it's so not whack defensive. I mean it tastes fine <laughs> but you can't even describe what it is <laughs> oh there's a lot of stuff that I like that I can't describe <laughs> I mean that's just because I'm an idiot I guess but yeah. <laughs> I mean describe pop rocks <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, describe pop rocks. I mean, I like every kid, every kid liked pop rocks. Every kid I sugar. know, yeah, had yeah. pop rocks in the soda contraption and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Some people, we people gave out soda at Halloween on my street. Can't have big league get a chew. Here, like sugar. Why can't you have big league chew? I actually have to swallow it after right because now. I can't because I swallow it because I can't chew it. It's so good I have to swallow it. Yeah, that's a, Wait, that's what? a problem. Yeah. It loses so flavor after like twenty seconds and juicy. It's impossible to not swallow. Is it just yeah. a myth that you're not supposed to swallow gum, or is that just something that like that just you like? I'm sure you like if you swallow gum, you'll be fine, right, guys? I swallowed so much gum, I have no idea. Okay, so then you won't be fine if you're so you won't be egg. fine. Oh, so yeah. it's just a gum thing with you then. You just oh okay. I thought it was just it no, was no, big no, no, no. I, that that was the only one that you like. Oh, so John's incapable of John's incapable of chewing gum. He needs to eat the gum apparently. All right, bottom tier, bottom. So the the one thing I just want to make sure everybody knows Our the bottom the bottom tier, uh, <laughs> popular candy, which I avoid. I will not serve this to children 
because it's not fair is the three musketeers literally no one wants three musketeers it's a hundred percent nougat it's time out dude i disagree it's not the best but it's not the worst it's the worst of the big ones i actually had a friend it's the worst popular one one of my neighbors growing up it's probably the worst popular one that was her favorite one well you've got the snickers the milky ways the reese's and three musketeers somehow jumped into that circle like no thank no three musketeers is like the ugly friend that's (laughs) just like hanging on you know like it's, it's like when you get the. Uh, that's when like you have to start guy. Jay Crowder or PJ Tucker. You know, like that's your Three Musketeers. <laughs> you know, on. the rest of your lineup's great. You didn't need to bring Jay Crowder into this. It's like when you get that uh the mixed bag of the minis, and then that last one is usually the Three Musketeers. You're like, why is that one? Three of those Musketeers ones? is yeah. fringe guy. Like he's never really invited, but he's always kind of there, yeah. and you just kind of let him hang around. Um. Pretty much. I've never eat. I I can't. I don't even know what. I, it's fluffy whipped nougat. Get out of here. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I'll don't get me wrong. I'll have I'll have like a mini here and there if it's just kind of sitting there. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Bobby must have had a wildly controversial opinion, right? No, he was me and him are pretty really. um, right down the middle. A huh? big candy guy. Yeah, he was a Kit Kats and what else? He like Reese Reese's or Reese's. It's actually Reese's. A lot of people think it's Reese's including me for like 33 years of my life. And then somebody was like, no, it's Reese's. And then I was like, no, it's Reese's. And then sure enough, it is Reese's. It's spelled Reese's and it's Reese's pieces. People go around saying Reese's pieces. It's actually not that. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. You can eat, you can swallow gum. John doesn't care. You won't die if you have Pop Rocks and soda. Um, you won't? No. But I no. wouldn't try it. My, you, you guys Wait, I don't know if you're old enough to remember the, the Mikey from Life Cereal died drinking hey, soda and Pop Rocks. That was he the, likes that it. Was hey, the Mikey? myth for years. Yeah. I remember that. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. The myth was that he died chugging soda and Pop Rocks and it exploded in his throat. That was the urban <laughs> urban legend for years. And people believed it. Before Google, like, how would you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Mikey might was, be dead. Before That's Google. True. You just, you, <laughs> that is yeah, true. No I would, how do you know? Mikey like would just have to them. show up and be like, I'm not dead, dudes. Yeah, the dude just like, his contract ran up and everyone's like, no, he died. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, really he sad, died. actually. Soda he died and in a rocks. candy accident. Yeah. Yeah, it turns into fact. That's what happened. <laughs> really, really sad yeah. how it happened. You know what also sucks? Black licorice. Yeah. I've never really gotten that as a Halloween candy, but licorice you get. And licorice is kind of just boring. Well, people used to love Twizzlers. I'm like, I, I never got them. Flavorless. I like, I like Twizzlers. Plastic. I just don't really want it in my. Make yeah, it what taste is it? like something. Again, yeah. yeah. I don't mind. Twizzlers I don't are mind. insultingly bad. Twizzlers. <laughs> pull and peel is very good. <laughs> Insultingly bad. Well, because it was still overhyped. It's like, what are you guys like? What, what, what's so great about this? John, you got a bad. favorite candy? Favorite? Yeah, favorite. I don't I like these. I don't like any of these uh, anymore because, like, our tastes have evolved. Like, I eat like, like delicious, hey, well, expensive chocolate. Did, so did, when I eat oh, one of these wow. things, ooh, ooh, ooh. meaning like you've Excuse eaten, us, re- you've eaten real stuff now, right? Like this just tastes like delicious. It tastes like sugar. Even if you have 90% like percent dark chocolate. No, I don't even like that. But even if you eat like just a good bar of chocolate, it's so hard to go back and have like one of these things. They taste like garbage. Dude, you're like the craft beer guy, aren't you? Like no, you I drink you dude, can't I, enjoy a Miller Light, can you? I drink no, I pound Miller High Lifes like 40 at a time. I don't drink IPAs. I'm just High saying Lifes. sounds and, like you do, Mr. Group. Uh 
It, Mr. Godiva. The problem is these don't taste like chocolate. They taste like sugar. That's the problem. They don't have enough chocolate flavor, Ooh. these candy bars. They just taste like pure sugar to me. I just feel like I'm eating sugar. Okay. Yeah, need, that's why. You need, you need something that's like more rich. Just taste. Right. Yeah, exactly. Once your taste is more refined, this stuff is like, oh, my God. Like yeah, any of the old like Keebler, Pepperidge Farm sort of cookies that you ate as a kid. Like now that you've had like a real cookie from a bakery, you go and eat one of those and you're like, this is disgusting. Like it's not, <laughs> it doesn't taste like actual food. <laughs> my buddy thinks Twix is It's just this candy. gross processed Everything well, is just yeah. Everything's processed. That we're talking so about. But when you're a kid, Everything. you don't know what what great yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're a kid, to, listen. Yesterday is a cheat day for everybody, but you shouldn't really your diet shouldn't shouldn't revolve around this candy. That being said, Twix is another popular one. They kind of gets mixed in with the Snickers and the and the you know Milky Ways and the Reese's and all that stuff. A lot of people like Twix. Yeah. But M and M's. We got we got Mikey Mikey from life. You went out on rocks, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's like that's facts. Yeah, that's would, that shit's real. Would you do Skittles, John? Because that's kind of sour. It's not bad, but it just again, just pure. Yeah, sour Skittles too. Yeah, sour Skittles are, are legit. That was a game changer when they dropped. They that was a game changer. Yeah. Um, anyway. Thank you guys for hanging for uh, for for Candy Talk. I know you guys already. We did got fifteen hundred strong for Candy Talk right now. I know, I know. We didn't lose that many. <laughs> I was gonna say, was that? I think we lost some. We lost you a couple lost, hundred. You lost me. Couple hundred, <laughs> couple couple hundred health nuts out there. Look at this guy. Hey Jimmy, no one cares about your opinion. This oh, is really? legitimately. And get off our freaking show. This is an insane oh, really? point of view here. Here, this person. Try this Dutch is, salt licorice. I don't even know what that dangerous is. Dangerous thinking right there. Horrible. Yeah. What the I'm hell good. is it? Salt licorice. I'll answer this one. Waffles last. Look at Dirk. Dirk is actually doubling down on the on the uh on the uh, licorice take here. Black licorice double salted. I guess double you gotta salt salted. your licorice. I didn't know. Who knew? You just salt your licorice. Somebody said almond joy, trash, absolutely trash. Baby Ruth, eh? That's kind of that's fine, I guess. I'm we'll get into the pie talk for Thanksgiving. Twizzlers, yeah, pie yeah. talk is next. Hey guys, soon as you know what though, I know John's a big Thanksgiving guy. I, I forget if you guys are or not. I skip right over Thanksgiving. I go straight to Christmas. Christmas. I say Merry Christmas starting today. I go to what are you Dunkin' Donuts? They already came out with the uh, as they should, as they should. Thanksgiving gets one day for me. Thanksgiving, that's the day it gets for me. I think everyone does the same. I'm Christmas from now. I'm I'm buying a big Christmas tree this year too. I was gonna say, well, you got the tree up already? Uh, Not yet, but I'm because I'm gonna. I'm a real Christmas tree guy. I don't do the fake stuff, so I can't buy one yet, or else it'll be dead for Christmas. But um, I plan on buying a good size Christmas tree this year. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Gummy bears, somebody said. Chuckles, that's old school. Holy crap! Chuckles is yeah. Oh, some we talked Holy about. Chuckles. Um, was it dots? Yeah, Rob I brought up dots. Scratch. You brought up dots. Is that where you peel it, peel it off the paper? Yeah. No, but I forgot about that. No, no that, that is that, that is dots. 
No, I've dots is the one you're that... You're thinking of the gummy dots, but there's also the ones on the paper. What were those called? Right, I'm thinking of the gummy ones, but there was... Paper that. dots. Those are garbage. Yeah, you have also paper on the other garbage. side. You can't eat those without eating paper. Somebody's saying Jolly Ranchers. Dude, we're not like 80-year-old <laughs> people trying to just suck on a Jolly Rancher for two hours. Those will give you cavities, too, because you know what it is. You bite into them, and then they get stuck to your... They get stuck to your teeth. Yeah. Poor you Bobby. guys used to have now and later's? Bye, Bobby. Now and later's are good. Yeah, I like now and later's, but yeah, that'll rip your teeth out too. You know what? I also want to give a shout out to Rolos. And Rolos milk duds. Yeah, Rolos love I don't like guys, milk duds. Milk Ro duds. Rolos are better. What we didn't mention and uh, underrated, you don't find them in miniature form very much. Peppermint patties. I, I actually think they discontinued making them. Hold on. Peppermint patties are awesome. Score. Oh, I score! I remember I those. That's so like the four, there's, there's the no, four there, no, no, no. There's there's Heath Bar. No, that's Toffee Fay. Um, four. Score, score had four. It had like no, peanut score butter, is vanilla, just toffee. chocolate. Score no. is just Toffee. There's Heath Bar, and then there was Score. Score was better. Score was no, score was score damn good. Bar? Yes. I'm thinking of Clark. <laughs> Dude, what's the Clark one was at? like a Butterfingers. Oh, you're right. Okay. The only reason I the only reason I know that's because of uh, John's right. Random Score movies right. like Pursuit of Happiness that took place. Yeah. Yeah. There was an old candy bar that I can't remember the name. I'm not going to talk about it. But it was like four pieces. One had chocolate in it. One had caramel. One had like vanilla. And one had, I don't even know what it was. But they don't, they don't really see that. I know what you're talking about. Do you I know, know it was called? in a yellow. It was in a yellow, yellow wrapper. wrapper. Yeah, no, I have it. Um, it's not score, I, obviously. I know, no, I, I know what it is. I can picture it. I just can't remember the name. Uh, we'll find gonna, it out. It's going to yeah. kill me. I don't Google, so I'm just gonna think about it for the next two years until I until I you get. You don't it. Google, Hardo. No, I, I. It's a fun challenge, you know. Yeah. God, that's really gonna fun. that's gonna drive me nuts for a while, though. It's it's a one word, I think. I mean, it's one syllable, I think. Bobby, what do you think of it? Bobby, Bobby is like writing an article right now. He's completely <laughs> checked out. He's yeah. transcribing. He's right <laughs> Bobby looks so like uninterested. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. It's Bill Belichick here. We're on to Thanksgiving. Yeah, on, on to Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Uh, thanks for watching. Saturday, Bye, Brooklyn. Uh, we're back. Um, uh, Bobby and Joe and I will down be there. there. Yep. Wow. So we'll, we'll, we'll get. We'll, I should have went. We'll get fun. some live reaction. I, I should too. I keep saying I'm going to go to one of these New York games, just hang out in New Let's York. Let's go to a weekend. Knicks game, John. Okay. Madison Square you guys Garden. Want to do the man on the street next time? Yes. We would. Don doing man on the street would be dope. <laughs> yes. I watched it. M Mrs. New York Knicks almost took a swing at Joe Sway. No, Mrs. New York Knicks was. No, I'm not. You guys are better at that stuff than I am. And, I'm and I, if that was her husband, you could tell he knew. He knew what you were like. You were inching for it, dude. Like you were close. Well, no, you could tell. He uh, was hiding he, behind he her. He wore the pants in that relationship, but. Oh yeah, he was hiding behind her. He was like, oh, <laughs> that's for I know. Time. He was like, I know that tone. Yeah. I'm gonna step aside and let. Yeah, this because he knew if he steps in, it would be worse for him. I guess. Junior mints. Thank you. Somebody said junior mints. I love junior mints. I said peppermint patties. Oh, I'm, I'm. See, that's the thing with me, man. When it comes to chocolate and mint, no, that's just not. That's a no. Oh, I, I like Thank to call. I, like mint chocolate oh. ice cream is right up there for me. So. Yeah, candy, candy cigarettes. Anybody remember those? You know what I love that you don't really see raisinets. You don't see raisinets at Halloween. You, you should. love those. You I love raisinets. I love raisins and I love chocolate. You mix the two. Awesome. How about mallow cups? No. no. It was basically a Reese's with marshmallow. 
forgot about Rolos. Yeah, I'm not big on marsh like the marshmallow candy stuff. I, I thought they were gross. They are. It was just uh, oh Henry was a great one back no. in the day. Nope. Gobstoppers. Nope. Nobody. No. Gobstoppers. No. Remember those. What do you do with those? They, they're too hard to chew. Like they're, they just kind of sit in your mouth. You totally pointless. Suck. Bobby, closing thoughts on this one. Andy. No, we'll finish it with the Celtics final thought. Make it worth brilliant. Make it I worth mean, your while it, for staying on. Yeah, it's 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 they're brilliant right now. There's really not a ton to say. It's just clicking so fast. So much cohesion right off the bat. They're playing the way they want to offensively too. I'm just blown away by the post ups. I really am. I didn't I wasn't sure we'd see a big boost in them. But they are all in, That's the one, John. all in on it, and it's been super effective. It's been refreshing, and it's made them all the more effective. So they can only get better, right? With more time, more cohesion, and um, you know, more games under their belt. So it's scary to see what they're going to be capable of when they get 15, 20 games in, as long as they're healthy, of course. And then if they're not, that's going to be the real concern. But otherwise, you're not seeing many questions or issues emerge in these early games and we'll see some other matchups and stuff philly will be interesting brooklyn might be able to challenge them in certain types of ways but these first four teams really haven't been able to do outside the knicks and the heat a little bit it was sky bar well that's the name of it yeah you found i was it? gonna ask Josh, that is. <laughs> that's the one sky bar sky bar yellow wrapper yeah. what were the four sections they didn't say, it, but I know it was chocolate, vanilla, caramel, and and there's one other. Maybe now, oh, that, I, now that you've said it, peanut I'm butter, googling peanut it. Peanut butter, and... chocolate, peanut butter, caramel, and I think vanilla. Also, Bobby faxed my dog. I I I, agree. I I do. I just sent it to one of my friends <laughs> before you texted it. I texted one of my like, you know, one of my boomer chains. I go candy yeah. from our childhood, yellow wrapper. It was chocolate. I said in four sections. Yeah, ca caramel, vanilla, or something, and something. And he wrote wrote back instantly. Sky bar only Sky three. Bar. Sky it. bar only three sections. I was Dude, like, holy chat, crap! For some reason tonight, the chat. I'm getting. I'm getting the chat at least on my end, like way late. So I'm just seeing the comments coming in right now saying Sky Bar. So if the chat was as we were, chat is like our Google. Man, somebody, yeah, he nailed that one quick. Sky Bar. Sky Bar. It, it was it, four. It was yeah. right there. Sky Bar. Good that work. was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. You won't see those. Uh, all right, let, let Bobby out of this hell. Uh, we we pulled him into this. Yeah. Right. Good yeah, night, yeah. guys. They they still it's got. Bedtime. He's got. He has actual work to do after this. So let's go. Yeah, I have to go all to right. bed. Man. Later, guys. Bye. Good night, all. Thank you for Good watching. Night.